Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer. We're 84% of the way through, and it's getting pretty damn exciting. And this chapter is called Crikey O'Reilly. That's continuing in a, a tradition that you've sort of established with the previous two chapters of just sort of calling them bloody hell and things like that. Well, you know, I don't want to give anything away, so what else do you do? That's true, it's like an immediate spoiler, isn't it? Yes, so you just have to give a sense of the tone. Yes, and this one like, is crikey. It's like all the Friends episodes that are called something like In Which Phoebe Does Something. And, well, now we know what's going to happen. They should say the opposite. In Which Phoebe... Um, uh, dies a horrible death. <laughs> that sort of thing. Good and then news. You, so you watch it going, oh God. Oh no. And then it doesn't happen and, and you're all surprised. The way, all the way through she keeps sort of walking underneath construction sites and sort of past yes. open manhole covers and things. And, and Oh, you just don't refer to it at all. It's a very casual episode. Yes, that would be very yes, interesting. Yes. Postmodern experiment. Yes. Or maybe a sort of, what do they call it when uh, YouTube? What, clickbait. Or clickbait. Yes, that's that's it. it. Yes. All right. Anyway. Enough discussion. Mm. Crikey, O'Reilly! So, uh, should we recap? Oh, yes, so we're, 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 we're trying to make a daring escape. I'm tied to a chair, you're tied to a table. That's right, and uh, Dave the dog is with us. The goons have been called elsewhere, so we have tried to make a run for it, and we were doing all right until, unfortunately, Dave, bless him, uh, decided to, to bark loudly to ward off the Well, actually, uh, I don't think you can blame Dave for what happened next, which is that uh, the goon, Greg, yes. he appeared with a gun trained on Eldris, Detective yes. Eldris, and Egg. Yes, so they, uh, what, the, the cavalry, as we thought, has unfortunately been captured as well. Yes, so, so we're all in deep doo-doo. That's right, yes. Right, here we go. Oh, thanks for that, Dave, I say bitterly, back in the middle of the circle. Dave rests his chin on Bernard's thigh and sighs the sigh of the unfairly persecuted. Well, he was only trying to help. Bernard says sadly and grimaces. This floor is bloody cold. I'll get piles at this rate. I don't point out that hemorrhoids are the least of his problems. This time round, Bernard has been attached to a thick pipe running down the wall, our captors having now realised the flaws inherent in attaching him to a light, movable table designed to transport kitchenware throughout a warren of rooms and corridors. The pipe is less likely to facilitate escape, sadly. Eldris and his partner are bound back to back around a separate pipe across the room. I'm in my old position, cinder stage, attached to the same old chair. There's not a lot they could do with me, seeing as I apparently have to be placed inside the chalk circle, and they can't nail my feet to the floor, presumably. As such, given the opportunity, I could make another break for it, but 
that's merely academic. I'm not going to leave Bernard and Dave behind. Or Eldris and his colleague, of course. Gaynor can look after herself. She's not been much use anyway, to be honest. I've called for backup. They'll be here soon. Eldris snarls at Greg. Greg doesn't hesitate for a second. He approaches the bound and seated Eldris with a roll of gaffer tape and silently winds it several times round the back of the detective's head and over his mouth. Eldris, not struggling, glares defiantly at him throughout. Phew, phew, phew. Just picturing Idris Elba doing yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, Greg moves to the other side of the pipe and squats. <laughs> he does what? Squat, squat. <laughs> You've invented a word there. Well, I'm just saying it how it's written. Aren't why, I? why isn't it pronounced squat? Because <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It's very good exercise for your thighs and glutes. Yes. A series of squats. <laughs> Greg moves to the other side of the pipe and squats on his haunches, moving his face uncomfortably close to the female detective's face. Has he called for backup? Tell me. Oh, I'm egg, aren't I? Yes, you're egg. Right. Yes, yes he has. Oh, I'm going to have to change my voice because... Well, you, you and egg are in the room for the first time together, yes. aren't you? Yes, and someone pointed out very cruelly, I might say, that egg sounds a lot like m- I do. Uh, that's nonsense, but for the sake of the listeners, we must facilitate, well, I suppose. for the sake of this one very cruel Fastidious listener. listener yeah. Yes. So what should I do? I don't know. Have you got any accents? Well, go on, suggest one, and I'll have a go. Uh, how about a nice uh, brummy? We haven't had one of them. All right. Okay, here we go. Egg doing brummy. <laughs> yes, he has. About 20 minutes ago. They'll be surrounding the building as we speak. What do you think? Uh, uh, flawless. Incredible. Thank you, dear. I'm impressed. The young lady's voice does not falter and is an excellent brummy as well. She has the air of a chess master. The only sign of stress is a sheen of sweat glinting in the strip lighting. Greg continues to stare long and hard at her. Long seconds pass. Eventually, he straightens up and smiles. You're lying. A tiny flicker of fear in the woman's eyes. And then out comes the gaffer tape. But to my horror, he doesn't merely cover her mouth as he did with Eldris. He also covers her eyes and ears, winding again and again around her head, the woman's nostrils rapidly flaring and contracting, her breathing betraying her rising panic. The taping continues. Stop it! Shouts Bernard hoarsely. You'll suffocate her! Oh God! I moan, heart-thumping, nausea rising. Greg tears the end off the gaffer tape and steps back to admire his work. Thankfully, the woman's nostrils have been kept clear and she continues to breathe, albeit with some difficulty. Greg returns to Eldris and completes the job, leaving him in the same temporarily blinded and deafened state. Bernard and I exchange terrified glances. Are you going to do that to us? Asks Bernard shakily. Nope. Greg walks over to the table upon which sits a black leather holdall. He places the tape carefully inside. I look back at the coppers, mesmerised by their plight. Aside from their desperate breathing, the scene is eerily neat. He's taped their faces with immense precision. But then, this is a man who can remove someone's blimmin' brain and leave very little mess. The door opens, and Fazir and Elspeth step into the room, the former carrying two black bin bags full of, well, I don't know, do I, stuff. I doubt they're taking the bins out, so presumably it has something to do with us. Fazir gives me a significant amount of eyeball time as he enters, and I glare back. But that comes to an abrupt halt when he catches sight of Eldris and the woman. 
Who are they? Vizier thunders, dropping the bags with a clank and pointing a shaking finger at the gimped-up figures. Spittle flies from his mouth. Well, who the pissing bastard are they? Police. Greg says shortly, folding his arms. But no one else knows they're here. No, no, no! Fazir moans, pacing. Police! For God's sake! Elspeth exclaims, hands on velveteen berobed hips. She appears to have changed into a Halloween costume, although not of the saucy variety. It's more in the style of mad old bat. More meth! Greg nods his head in agreement, ignoring Fazir and concentrating fully on Elspeth. Fazir might be his boss, but Elspeth has his loyalty and respect. That's plain to see. Yes. Greg said. But they've only seen me, and they can't hear us. We won't need to get rid of them. Oh, blimey, I whimper. Suspicions confirmed. American cop dramas have taught me the importance of not being able to identify the perpetrators. I'm glad they're not going to bump off the police. But what about Bernard and I? We've seen all of them. I start humming uncontrollably. The anxiety in my voice communicates itself to Dave, whose ears flatten against his head. He whimpers softly. Where's Steve? Elspeth asks Greg sharply. Gone. He intones. He ran off when he heard the police were here. No, no! Vizier moans. He won't tell anyone about this. He's a coward. Greg sneers dismissively. Vizier ceases pacing and looks around... Wildly. I'm just, I'm very aware I'm using a lot of adverbs and apparently. You say you're not supposed to do that. Oh, the book community are ridiculous about this. Well, and I the think book you industry. Shove all the bloody adverbs in that you want. I think I'm doing it deliberately, you know, because I was told, you know, you're basically an idiot if you use adverbs. And you're... I said, an idiot, I'll show you idiocy. And I just used as many as I could feasibly shove in. Yes, Magenta said angrily. Yes, quite. Idiotically. Idiotically, probably. No, you're a genius. Thank you, my dear. So many variables. I did not... I didn't think... He stops abruptly and turns to Elspeth. Where is your son? Where is Roger, eh? Is he still upstairs? Elspeth gives him a haughty look. He's done what I wanted him to. She nods towards the bin bags. He fetched the equipment. I told him to go home. He's not fit for this work. He's never had the nerve, but he won't breathe a word. You don't have to worry about him. Vizier gives a short, sharp bark of laughter. Ha! No, no, of course not. What a relief that I do not need to worry about Roger or Steve. Is there someone else I don't have to worry about? Maybe we should let the husband go and just hope he keeps his mouth shut too. This is just a drop-in centre after all. Vizier bears his teeth. No more. We are unravelling. We need to do this now. I want to do this now. And then we get out of here and we burn this wank damn place to the ground. Elspeth nods and sighs, checking her watch. Agreed. 7pm isn't quite as auspicious as midnight, but it'll have to do. Give me ten minutes to prepare and then we'll begin. (gasps) Terrifying. That's the end of the chapter. Yes. Looks like the ritual is finally about to start. Oh dear. Something to do with brains. Oh, goodness, yes. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming the brains have something to do with it. Well, I would have thought so. And Yes, I mean, it's not just going to be a whim. I mean, Greg is pretty nasty. 
maybe he did just want to take out people's brains. Oh, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem to have any emotions, though, does he? So he's not doing it out of cruelty oh, or true. maliciousness. Yeah. He's just doing it because he was told to. That's right. He's just a, a machine, a Can killing machine. Can you imagine machine. as well if I'd written this whole thing around brains being removed and then it, it just didn't go anywhere? It was just... Just a strange red herring. I don't think that's something you would do. Well, let's let's hope let's not. Let's hope not. That's I mean, the other cliffhanger. Possible, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's entirely possible. All right. Well, it's it's hotting up. Eighty-six percent of the way through. So uh, come back next week and have a listen to that too. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption. The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice. <laughs>